Yo, before we get into the podcast real quick, I want to give a shout out to our first sponsor. We're super excited. We've gotten to partner with this amazing company called Abide. It's an app you can download at, on the App Store. And what this app does, it actually helps you with your prayer. It gives you guided uh, Christian meditation so you can meditate on the word of God. Uh, it, it gets you your day started right. Also, if you have problems sleeping, it has a sleeping uh, meditation on there. So it guides you through sleep so you get some rest so you can wake up feeling re-energized. This is an amazing app. You can also use it if you're going through anxiety, for um, if you're um, going through depression, you can use it to inspire you. It, you can also use it for just daily uh, devotion. So I definitely recommend the app. It's called Abide. I hope this is a resource that will come in handy. That's something you can use in your daily walk with Christ. Welcome to Live, Love, Discover with Dan and Sig. I was supposed to say that. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Um, this is uh, another episode. This one, we're, we're going to be talking about how criticism can help or hurt relationship. We'll just jump straight to it. Yeah. Um, so there's a good way to be a critic, to criticize, and there's a bad way to criticize. Um I only know the bad ways. No, I'm <laughs> no, I, feel, no I feel like I, I've mastered how to be a bad critic, a negative critic uh, as well. <laughs> so um, just learning. So I think we're both going to benefit out of this. I podcast. think I'm learning <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we'll jump straight to it. Um, we'll start off with like being a negative critic, being um Having a critical spirit, like that's it's, it's on the negative side. Uh, what's interesting is when someone is doing something that we're critical of, mm-hmm. if, if, even if it's if, if it's something that's wrong, uh, could be wrong to you and your perspective, but to them, it's something that it's just what they do, and they don't really see that they're doing something wrong, or it's all they know, or it might be all yeah. they know. Yeah. yeah, and I can think of times in like just me and you. I can think of many times. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's just like horrible a, times. It's just it's just like almost no point on on bringing stuff up sometimes because yeah. you'll do or say something and you're you think you're completely right. Yeah, and I think you're completely wrong. Yeah, and no matter how, but I'm always right, and we know this. Yeah, uh, people, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing about marriage. Woman's always right. Not well, yeah. I mean, it's frustrating because like no matter how <laughs> right I think I am and you're completely wrong. And no matter how I clearly explain how you're wrong and I'm right. Like the way you, you try- just don't get it. Let's talk about see- something. What's that? When you try to correct the order of the way I say things, he'll if I say I'm going to put my phone to charge, he'll say I'm going to charge my phone, Siri. You're supposed to say, I'm going to charge my phone. You're very critical yeah. about stuff like that. Yeah. And I do it on purpose now. Now it's just a funny joke between us. Like, he'll tell me to say it the right, what's according to him the right way. 
And then I'll say it on purpose. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to put my phone to charge. I just think and that, I just look at him and I start laughing because I know <laughs> it irritates him. Yeah, well, I just think you kind of like making much more of the words <laughs> than, than you need to, but whatever. But, but that's just on the lighter note. But there's, you know, some more serious things that we just get into a fuss about. We just start arguing. Like you get crazy with me? That's yeah, <laughs> we just start like bickering and, and we just don't see eye to eye. Yeah. Well, the point is up. like in her mind, whatever she did, She's not wrong. And and vice versa, whatever I've done that's upset her, in my mind, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. You know? Like, I was trying to do something right. And do you know how we fix that? Have you realized? I've noticed how we fix that. Talk to me. Um, The way you and I have fixed that has been, like, if you didn't understand why I was wrong, I'll I'll tell you, like, I'll I'll express to you, like, you know, you have to step into my shoes. I'm going to show you how I saw it. And then I break it down, how I saw it or how I felt that you did something. And then I notice your perspective changes because then you you didn't think about it maybe that way because you're you're different than I am. But when I explain to you, like, this is important to me. Yeah. So when you don't do this, it makes me feel like you don't care about what I care about or you don't find me important. And it makes me feel like you don't value me or things like that. And then, and then it makes you realize like, Oh wow. I didn't realize it was that deep. Then how come you, it doesn't work when I express how Cause I you're a whole different. <laughs> yeah. It's a Cause dr- I'm right. No, it does right. work. So no, you know what? You're lying right now, actually, because you know, it does work. I'll tell you. I don't you. know. It feels like maybe like, Maybe thirty percent of the time you do see it from my yeah. Perspective. There's times you're right. There are times where I'm hard headed. So and when you don't, I just have to give up and it's like all right, whatever. Like, and then eventually I'll tell you though, and I'll be like, you know what, I'm sorry. But yeah, so but I mean, you bring up a good point though, because um, <laughs> especially in relationships, whether it's friendships, marriage, um, yeah. work, there's when there's something you don't agree with, mm-hmm. it's just a lack of perspective from that person's point of view. Yeah. Where there's something we're missing, and it's a, it can be as simple as just having a conversation with that person mm-hmm. to really um, f- understand why it is they they did what they did or they do what they do. Yeah. Um. So it 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 can be um that simple, but I think most of us are afraid of having those kind of conversations or yeah. might see it as a confrontation. Yeah. Um, and not do it at all. And I was thinking about something. Um, I don't know how valid this is or, you know, but um, I do remember reading somewhere in the Bible that um, it talks about how when you judge, how you judge someone, you'll be judged the same way. And the way I've perceived it is like, like sometimes when we meet somebody and we don't, there's something about them we don't like. Usually it's because it's we don't like that specific thing about ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's you, good. You know what I mean? Like so, like think about that next time. Next time you uh you guys come across someone that you know there's something you don't like about them. What is it? Identify it, and then ask yourself, do I do that? Yeah. Because you might just be not liking that person because they're too much like you, and yeah. and you don't realize that. I know that's been a fact for me, especially because. When I've recognized certain things that I really don't like about myself and I find it in someone else and I see it like, oh, gosh, I'm trying to stay away from that. Like, I don't want to be around that because I'm trying to change that. Yeah. Whatever that specific thing is. Um, so what do you think? Do you, do you- I feel like 
I'm listening to you, and I know it's true for you because yeah. I we've talked. You and I have talked about that before, but I feel like for me it's the opposite. It's like I like everybody, and it really bugs me when people don't like me. You know, mm-hmm. like like, and I then I come to to the realization yeah. that not everybody's gonna like me. Yeah, and then I'm like, you know, how am I supposed to teach my kids that it's okay if not everybody accepts them? You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. With my children, it means that people are just not understanding of them mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, how am I going to teach my children that if I'm, if I feel a certain way about when people don't like me? You know, so yeah. that's been something God's been teaching me. It's like I need to stop that. You know, like it's okay if people don't like me. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that really matters is the people that I really love, that they care about me, and I have that. I have family that loves me. I have a husband that loves me. I have parents that love me. I have my in-laws. They love me. Mm-hmm. At least I like to believe they do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they love you more than me. <laughs> no, don't say that. But yeah, like, it's just like, you know, so for me, it's always been like more of a challenge to to step away from people that maybe I should like step away from. So for you, you'll step yeah. away Especially from people. Especially because you're, you're a people pleaser. That's by nature. Yes, I am. And so I have to really fight myself sometimes to not do that and be like, no, I got to stand my ground on this. I can't I can't be okay with that. And and that's okay that I'm not okay with that. I'm not going to judge them based off of that. But like, I cannot be okay with that. Yeah. And and I'll be the complete opposite. I could I'll take it to a point where like something someone doesn't like or agree with me. And I'm like, I don't give a darn. (laughs) <laughs> you, know? you are so, like, i mean this is this is him now like it's a healthier version oh, when yeah. i first met him i mean you were out there you were just like you didn't care you spoke what was on your mind not caring yeah. what the world would think and i was just be like daniel like you know you should have said it like that like you yeah, hurt I, their feelings i've had to learn to and you'd be, be like what's the truth <laughs> yeah. I, yeah definitely i've had to definitely learn and i'm still learning to to have a balance and definitely you've helped me out with that area oh thank you um, babe. yeah no doubt and you've helped me be it's more funny. bold and like yeah. not care so much yeah you you've helped me be more decisive too about like who to build friendships with and who not to like yeah. there's been I've been tempted before to make to build friendships with people. Maybe that would it wouldn't benefit me in any kind of way just because I would feel bad that I'm not being there for people like I love to be there for people. So when I feel like I have to put up a boundary, be like, no, I can't like I feel like I have a hard time doing that. And you help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, not necessarily not be friends, but just like, you know, just be mindful of how much yeah, time no, you spend with it, how much yeah. you invest with that person. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've been in relationships that are toxic mm-hmm. uh, and and I've been in relationships that are that edifying mm-hmm. so that, you know, it's, you definitely have to be mindful and be, be yeah. have, like you said, have boundaries. It's funny because I actually had a conversation with my friend today. Um, we, we worked out together and stuff and I was telling her. We were just talking about friendships too, and I was telling her like I was so that I'm so glad that she's my friend, and that like moving out here, it's crazy. Like I remember feeling when I first moved out here, I felt um, very alone because most of my friend, my friends were my family. My family were my friends, so I kind of stayed very like I was very intentional in California of who were my friends, and my friends were really just my family, and very few like I could probably say like two or three other friends that I that I knew in my teenage years, like after high school and stuff, or even a couple from high school that I still kept in contact once in a while. I still reach out to them. Yeah. And I was telling her like, wow, like it took me leaving California for me to find friends outside my family 
that really edify me. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just so thankful. I was telling her I was just so thankful for our friendship because she is a friend that definitely sharpens me and she makes me want to be better. And, you know, when we talk, we have deep conversations and we vent to each other about like if we have fun and everything. But at the same time, we talk about some serious topics about things going on in our lives where we want to improve or want to do better. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, for sure. It feels good that that like she doesn't criticize me. And I don't criticize her. Instead, yeah. we hear each other out and try to be understanding of each other's right. situations right. and stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. Just understanding each other's perspective on yeah. things. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely with myself on my work in progress. I feel like I get into these, these seasons where I'm like overcritical about things and situations and people and yeah. Even critical about God and yeah. it's so draining. I feel like when you're critical like that, it's because you're being really hard on yourself. Yeah, Every and that's what it time, is. I've noticed. Yeah, that. definitely. I'm like it, it's basically mainly I'm over critical on myself, and so like that overflows into it, other it flows, areas. Yeah, and then I get into this this like rut. Into this rut, I become bitter and frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's just ugly. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sad to say that I still have those. Sorry for my who left. <laughs> Yeah, um, so good. Just work on it. <laughs> <laughs> you messed up, babe. Yeah, so um, yeah, I just like, but you know what? It's part of the growth process, and, and like, um, will I ever be in a place where I'll never get into that mental rut? I don't know, because I like I'm always seeking to improve, yeah. and like I've definitely I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. And so I've grown a lot, but every time I, I recognize like come to a, a lid mm-hmm. in either my lit- leadership or just um just you know where I want to go yeah um or, or my growth or my development uh, I do I do get frustrated and and like and I'm like I almost feel helpless it's funny because when you're in those ruts I become your shrink <laughs> you do and I realize like it's so funny yeah and I, I and during those times I usually hold a lot of stuff in and I, when I end up finally talking to you I'm yeah. like dang why didn't I talk to you soon, sooner I mean it's like the Holy Spirit just straight out talking through you I'm like dang you know and <laughs> I was like yeah you, you def- like I might be a certified listen, life coach but you, I think you need to be my coach listen listen honey um, the Lord said that I shall be your helper. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. But yeah, what, uh, how about you? How about how, what are some ways where um, you've become critical? In oh, season? God. I mean, when I was thinking about this topic, I was just like, actually just reading about um, criticism and stuff like that. And I was like, I do that a lot more than I think I do. I mean, I'm not overly critical of like people in general most of the time. But I'm critical about people close to me sometimes and and especially people that are the most important to me. And it's crazy because um, when I was thinking about this, I was like, number one, the first thought that came to my mind because we were reading this book and it was talking about like a story about a father with a son and how the father was being very critical of his son. And it, like it was just like this letter that was written whatever oh my gosh <laughs> it was really funny I cried I read that and Dan and I were reading the book together and I cried I could I couldn't even keep reading I handed the book to Daniel so he could finish reading that part of the book because and yes I could be emotional sometimes so yeah. anyway um and I, I was just crying and sobbing because I realized how I can be critical sometimes of my daughter especially yeah. her because she's very different from me I am 
Actually, she is very different, but also the same, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. I feel like she's picked up a lot of things. Daniel, so one thing you got to know, Daniel is very hyper. He's very, like, active. I am hyper with my mouth. I talk a lot. But I am very much, like, easygoing, like, to lounge. I am very, like, I like to do things at my own pace. Daniel's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. What else can we do? What else can we get done? Blah, blah, blah. Aliana's very much like that, so... The times that I found found myself being being very critical of Aliana is when we're in the kitchen and she wants to help me out with things. And it's like, I want her to help me. I want to teach her like what I'm cooking and what I'm making because she likes when I cook. And she's like, mommy, teach me. And I'm, I get super excited at first. It's like you get really excited. Like, oh, yeah, let me teach my daughter. It's going to be so fun. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have, you know baking powder and everything all over the counter and then it lands on the floor and then you, like and then i'm like okay gently when i say gently she's like this pouring it I thought in it was gonna look like yeah <laughs> and then it's, she's like i say gently she's like Doom, the whole thing just dumps it like into a bowl and like you know it becomes very chaotic and i feel like it robs me of my peace i lose my patience and then i start being critical like why are you doing like this stop it, doing that it, it robs you or you allow yourself yeah i allow myself to be robbed um but <laughs> yes you're right (laughs) um but then but then but then it's funny because when when we're reading that it made me cry because i thought about the fact that like it reminded me of me being a kid too though i was very clumsy i mean i could still be clumsy now sometimes but i remember when i was little i was super 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 clumsy and i remember when my mom and my dad used to get really upset at me for it like i would cry i would get very emotional just thinking like man i'm just not good at things i just i suck like i can't i can't get anything done the way it's supposed to get done i always mess things up you know yeah. and i would it would put that message in my mind and so even i feel like <laughs> i feel like crying just cuz it makes me feel like you know i don't want to give that message to my daughter that she can't get anything done properly because yeah. that's not the truth yeah you know what i mean it's just she's but, just she's just a kid yeah and she, she's gonna make mistakes and so reading that part of the book it was talking about there's a part where it said that the dad the dad was speaking uh it was like a letter to his son but his son was sleeping and he was saying like sorry son that i've judged you by the yardstick of the years of my life not realizing that you're still yet but a boy, mm-hmm. you know, and and so I was just Indeed. like, and I, that part like, oh, I got my heart, and I, I cried just inside. like, <laughs> Daniel can't cry, so I, he cried inside. Um, but no, like I couldn't help but start crying. Daniel was just like, like smiling, like what? And I was like, I can't talk. I was like, keep reading. Um, but yeah, it was just. There's like, actually a study uh, by psychologists at the uh, Binghamton university uh it's a university in new york and what they were doing studies on on children and criticism and they suggested that uh, children with critical parents might avoid paying attention to faces uh faces expressions and any type of emotions um they went on to say that this behavior might affect their relationships with others and could be one reason why children exposed to high levels of criticism are at risk for things like depression and anxiety. Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, That's and so crazy. they avoid looking at people's faces and they don't want to see the facial expressions because wow. of the way it makes them feel. Yeah. So it it, it, it kind of puts a barrier between them and the other person having yeah. a relationship. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, that's one part and where I'm, I'm, I want to work on that. Yeah. Like, 
It doesn't. I'm not overly critical all and the time, but what? I have noticed those small moments like that. I feel like sometimes, like, Alana doesn't look at me when I'm talking to her, and I wonder, yeah. I wonder if that's why. I know there's been times where you're like, look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah, I think, because we went walking today, and um, I forgot what she was doing. Um, she was doing something, and I said, Mama, you got to stop doing that. It's like, and she wasn't listening to me, and she got upset because I got upset. And like then I was trying to have a conversation with her and she didn't want to look at me. And so Aww. Yeah. <laughs> you feel bad now? Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard, it's frustrating because I'm like, okay, how do I get the point across? But how do I like Yeah. You know, sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I'm I like I have the patience for it. You know what's the I'm, hardest thing? She's our first kid. Oh, I feel like that just makes it ten times harder because it's like I feel like all I know is all I know, and it's like I want to break from just what I've known, and I want to know more so I can I can better parent my kids, yeah. especially her because she's my first one, and I feel like, man, am I messing this? There's many yeah. times where I'm like, am I messing yeah. this up? You know, okay, where do you where do you draw the line be- between, like, not criticizing but also correcting them? And it's like, yeah. and then you gotta I gotta well, learn to do it yeah. in love. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like. Sometimes, like, I could be so quick on my emotions of, like, getting frustrated that I that I speak based on my frustration instead of, like, thinking, like, slowing down my thought process and talking, like, what we talked about in their last podcast, like, you know, really, like, thinking about who do I want to be in this moment, you know what I mean, in this situation, what, what person, what kind of a person do I want to be in this scenario, you know, instead of going based off of my emotions, Really, like, thinking about what's causing that, you know what I mean? What's causing that frustration? And like you said, sometimes we criticize based off of what we ourselves don't like about ourselves. And I yeah. feel like maybe that's why I've been that way with her is because I know I can be clumsy, yeah. you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Maybe maybe that's the reason why it frustrates me so much or because I, I was that way growing up. I don't know, you know? It's just like, so it's like trying to figure it out and yeah. wanting to do the right thing for her and like well, not overly criticize yeah. her. Yeah, and... and- and like realizing how hard it is yeah. made me also have more grace and mercy on my parents. Like, yeah. dang, like that there's was a lot one of, of stuff things, yeah. they messed up on and like they could have done better, yeah. but like they only knew what they yeah. knew, like, and they could only go on based on that, you know? Yeah. That's actually like one of the things I like, I feel like that that's another area where I feel like I have criticized in the past, especially in my teenage years. Like I criticized my mom and dad big time on like, Every decision, stepdad, stepfather. But, well, yeah, my, my my stepdad, my stepdad. The reason why Daniel's pointing that out is because I I'm gonna also talk about my real father. So, um, but yeah, like I I very much judged my my mom and my stepfather. I call him dad because honestly, he's the only real dad I've ever known. Even though I have my real dad, he's alive somewhere and stuff. But it's like he was never there for me. So my stepdad is my dad to me. But anyway, so my mom and my stepdad. You know, I criticized their, their decisions growing up, especially my teenage years. Every every decision they made, I was overly critical of them. And like now, even even after I had Aliana and Nathaniel, I was still very much like would look back and criticize my mom and dad and the the choices they made for us, for themselves, in their marriage, everything, you know. And like now, as my kids are getting older, I mean, Aliana's barely eight. She's going to be nine this year. And I'm already starting to feel like there's some, because as they're getting older, it's like there's different challenges. It's like no longer just the spitting up and changing diapers. It's like now you got to think about 
how you're speaking to them and what what you're what you're implementing in their little minds and and if you're doing it right you know what i mean and it's like now i start thinking like i can't believe her armpits smell right now <laughs> don't say that that was me why you do that yeah because her armpits are starting to smell like uh i'm scared guys if anybody knows um because this is my first kid i am freaking out um I, I'm scared she's going into like early puberty she and said, please tell me it's not so because I'm getting very worried. And when says, I looked I up, smell like puberty. she said, yeah, she says my armpits smell like puberty. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like, you know, now now looking back, like I've actually like been more intentional about telling my mom and dad that I love them. You know, like there was a while where I created a distance between my parents and myself because I was like, I guess in some way, even though I didn't want to admit it. I had a grudge towards my parents for certain things that happened in the past. And then now it's like, man, you know what? My mom and dad, they only did all they ever like. They only did what they saw growing up or they only they did actually better than what they saw growing up. Because hearing some of their stories and stuff like they did do better than than what what they had growing up. But, you know, they try to go based off of what they knew, what they saw, and they try to make it better. And and then I think now, like, I'm trying to do the same thing for my children and like. If I go ahead and what you said was good, how you judge others, you will be judged. I was telling Daniel just recently, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to live my life feeling a certain way about my parents' decisions in the past and going based off of the past. I want to love my parents like they did everything completely perfect. I said, because you know what? At the end of it all, they give it all they got. And and then I think about now, like I have Aliana and Nathaniel and I think about like, I want my children to look back. When they get older and be like, you know what? Mom and dad did all they could for us. Like they did the best they knew how to do. You know, I don't want them to be over overly critical of me. And I want them to have mercy and grace on my mistakes. You know what I mean? Like looking back and be like, yeah, mom and dad messed up in these areas. But overall, mom and dad loved us. They constantly reminded us how much they loved us. They showed us. They didn't just say it. You know, um, they led us closer to God, constantly reminding us our relationship with God was important. And that was number one, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I want them to look back at like at us like that. I was was thinking about that. So I I was telling you, like, it's crazy because we mess up so much with with our kids and like. But I've also realized that we've loved on them so much Mm -hmm. that when we screw it up, they don't really, they don't change how they look at us. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, they straight out continue to, like, like seconds later, just love on us, hug us, and kiss us. Like, it's like they quickly forget because we... It makes me, like, want to cry. Poor kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Like, yeah, we're doing guys together. But what it's also crazy, I was thinking about, is how many of us as adults are still bitter or, or, or like, hold grudge against our parents at at the age and as adults. Yeah, look, I mean... Things that happened in our childhood, you know, like, it's crazy. I'm 28. I'm going to be 29 this year. And I was just... It's crazy because, like, I, I think about a year back, like a year and a half back, I think right when we moved out here, I realized the distance between my parents, physical distance between us, um, because before we lived pretty much in the same place, you know, in the same city or whatever. And my dad lived, like my stepdad lived a city over. And I was just thinking like, when we moved out here, it really started touching my heart. Like, you need to change your perspective, you know? Yeah. You're not always going to have your parents. Do you really want to look back thinking like how you could have loved on them more, you know, and stuff like that. And and so now it's like it's crazy because the moment my mind chose to switch in that area, like really be obedient to what God was putting in my heart, 
to love on my parents and see the good that they did instead of focus on the bad, all of a sudden I felt like these these memories just started flooding into my mind of good things my parents did yes. for me. The same thing happened to me. Yeah, and so I, I even over the last couple months, I've I've even texted my my dad and my when I say my dad, I'm talking about my yeah. stepdad. I, I've texted my dad and been like, Dad, like I remember this one time you did this and this and this for me. Thank you so much, you know. And yeah. like just reminding him, like as well that. Because I'm sure, like, when we get older and yeah. our ch- children are grown, I think yeah. we're going to want to look back and be like, did we do everything we could have? Did we mess up? Did we mess up our children? And so I want to, I want my parents to know that regardless of whatever happened in the past, like, overall, there was some good that happened. And I remember those moments. And I want them to let my parents know, yeah. like, it has shaped me into the woman I am today, good and bad. Yeah. You know, I've learned from yeah. their mistakes. I've learned from their success, you know? Yeah, definitely, for sure. I, I've had the same experience with my parents and just, like, started recognizing man like i focus on a lot of the wrong they've done you know no no parents perfect and yeah. like I, need, I started really looking at all the goodness in them all the things they did right yeah. i remember one time i called my dad like growing up my pops always said and told us like like i'm not your friend i'm your father you know mm-hmm. so one time i called him up hey dad like i know i know you've said this all my life but like to like i don't want to be I, I, like I want to be your friend, you know. I want to have I want to have a conversations, and like he, 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 like I'm 30 years old, and he said oh, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. <laughs> oh, wow. You're like I haven't heard that right yet. I mean, I'm a man so, now. Well, yeah, I got a boy. Yeah, I got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can I join the club, Dad? Of your friends? <laughs> Can I join nah, your club, Dad? No, nah, but I think he's getting it. I think he's getting it now for sure. And like that's funny. But it's funny, yeah. But it's, it's you know, there's things that we, I mean, just like when I was going to the therapy session, there yeah. were, when, she, when the therapist pointed out, and I mentioned this on the other podcast, like, like that, I was, some of the emotions I was feeling were the things that I uh, brought from my childhood. And mm-hmm. she said, like, how much longer do you want to so uh, live out of the 13 year old kid? You know? I felt like, like that even spoke to me. And it, like, I, I've already been on this journey of like, seeing the good in what my parents did, you know, and mm-hmm. like loving on them unconditionally and stuff. And I felt like when you said that to me, I felt like um, it also touched me just to even continue on in this journey of finding more good things about my parents, good yeah. things to say, good things that they did, you know, that they're doing now and all the good in them that was implemented in me. And then like also all the things that even though when they made mistakes, God didn't let it go to waste. Yeah. Because he still used it for me to see it and say, okay, you yeah. see that? Don't do that. Yeah. Do this instead. Yeah. You know, and the good things they did. You see what your mom or your dad did right yeah. here? They did something really good. You follow that example in that yeah. area. You yeah, know? and is it they've took they've taken it like there's some things that my dad did better than their parents. My mom, mom and dad did better yeah. than their parents. So they took it to a certain level as far as they they knew how to take it. Yeah. But like now it's our responsibility, whatever shortcomings that they weren't aware of, yeah. for us to break those chains. So we put a uh, uh, we set up our children mm-hmm. in a better position yeah. once they become parents. Yeah. You know, so that's our challenge now. Yeah. Uh, just getting to that place of like where okay. What are we carrying over that wasn't necessarily healthy, yeah. beneficial, that actually kind of hurt mm-hmm. our development? Yeah. And leave those things aside, you know, and, and find a new way to do it. Yeah. You know? That's really good. Yeah. Um, so now uh, I want to switch over now and talk about how 
we can actually oh, use... Oh, I didn't cover about my real dad. Actually. Oh, okay. okay yeah, because that's the reason why you even mentioned that yeah, it was my yeah, stepdad. For sure. um, yeah, cover that. For, for me, I think the other person that I feel like I criticized a lot was my real dad. Um, So my real dad and my mom split up before I was even born. Um, he was He's never really been in my life. I think I've seen him... I mean, from what I can remember, I've seen him maybe like twice. I remember seeing him one time like in the parking lot of a store, which was really... I was like five, no, probably like six or something. And my mom was about to get married to my stepdad. And I remember we saw him outside of a 99 cent store. (laughs) They don't have those out here. No, they don't. Um, And I remember... yeah, it was it was kind of awkward. I was like, "Who's that guy?" Because I didn't even know he was my dad. To me, my dad was my stepdad. I that I called him dad. To me, he was the only man I've ever known to be with my mom, and so it was like kind of like a shock to me. Then my mom had to explain to me, you know, what was going on, and like who he was and why he was like asking to see me because he like stopped my mom and was like, "Come on, like you know," and then but he so my real dad he's had issues since him and my mom were together um he got into like drugs and he didn't like to work you know and so my mom it was a low life okay that's what, I mean, that's what you're criticizing okay so yeah so basically my dad was not there financially or physically or emotionally in any kind of way for me or my mom and so um yeah, I, I didn't really get to know him and stuff. And I remember growing up, I was really hurt by that. Once I found out that, like, my real dad was somewhere out there and he didn't care to see me, it really broke my heart. And when he would make promises after a while, then I, I built a relationship with his sisters and his brother and my cousins from my dad's side. And I was really close to them. And I started talking to him a little bit on the phone. And he was in... um. I, th- I forgot he lived in a different state at the time he had gotten married and stuff and he promised he was gonna come see me and he would never come and I would get ready for Christmas thinking he would show up like around Christmas time because that's when he would promise he would come he he never came and I remember just this was when I was already like 12 and then um then as I got older the more the more I got older the more I realized like wow you know like it would have been nice to have my real dad around because I saw my younger brother and my younger sister have their real dad. And I started feeling like a distance between me and my stepdad, just feeling like because he he, he knew that I knew now that he was no longer my dad. And it, was, it became kind of awkward. And I started feeling like, can I hug him the same? Can I still hug him and love him, love on him like he is my dad? It was like I just went through this whole like confusing state <laughs> of mind, I guess you can say. And for a while, I really criticized my real dad and I would. I hated him. And when I would talk to his sister, which is which is my aunt, I would be like, no, like I hate him. I don't even want to talk about him. Talk about him. I don't care about him. I don't want to hear about him. Don't tell me about him. She'll be like, oh, he said hi. I'll be like, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. You know, I, would, I was very mad and bitter. And now as I'm older and stuff, um, I will never excuse the fact that he wasn't there because there could have been a way he could have been there for me physically, like showing up at least even if he didn't have money or whatever. But at the same time, I... I look back now and I'm I'm able to have grace and mercy and forgiveness for him and say that, you know what, like he was so young and I, I'm not, I'm not that I'm making excuses, but I'm trying to put myself in, a, in his shoes in a way where like he didn't, he really didn't know any better or that's all he ever knew, you know, and, yeah. and unfortunately like he didn't choose better, but I, I, I realized that regardless of whether I like his choices or whatever that he made in his life. 
it I turned out okay. And it's yeah. because of God's grace. And God still yeah. used what seemed to be so bad. It actually probably would have hurt me more if he would have been around. Because it would have hurt me more if he would have actually showed up and I would have seen him, you know, not doing anything with his life, well, being folk, drugged up. This fool called when we were pregnant. When I mean, when we were already married, he called you like, I think he was drunk. Yeah. He was saying some like weird stuff and I actually talked yeah. talk to him. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't understand what he was yeah, saying. I, yeah, he was definitely on something. He, something was going on because um, as I got older and it's crazy because th- that was around the time I told him over the phone. Uh, he was living in Mexico and I told him over the phone that I forgave him because he was crying. He was just like, I'm sorry, you know, I should have been there. And then he w- he he got remarried and then had had a daughter and he was actually there for her. And then it made him feel guilty about not being there for me because he felt like, how can yeah. he give this love to this little girl? And I told him, you know what? Do everything that you didn't do for me. Do it for her. Do it for her because, it, you know, like you need to be there for her. If you weren't there for me, it's fine. It's too late now. I have my own family. You know, I have my children and stuff. It's too late to be there for me like in that way as a father to a little girl. But I, ha- I have fully forgiven you and I do something. I'm going to say like that's one thing I love about you that I've, I've learned from you is your ability to forgive people. It's like on another level. That's another. God. But you don't just forgive. You do. like just like let it all go. I'm like. Man, like, I would <laughs> still be pissed about that. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that was a lot harder in our marriage, though. Yeah. Well, I for, feel like with other people, it was easier, I think. Yeah. I, well, yeah, obviously. Because like, I had false expectations, though. So. And yeah. I was very overly critical of you, of what I thought you should be as a husband, too. Uh, yeah. So, tie it back around. It's not my fault. You heard. <laughs> no, that's good. That's actually, yeah. The way to tie it up. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That was deep, man. So now we're going to want to turn it around. We're t- we want to talk about criticism in a good way, how it's mm-hmm. actually, it can be a good thing. Um, and actually in, in, in uh, Proverbs 27, 6, it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Yeah. So it's good. it's good to have friends that are, you know, that can tell you the truth, be, you know, recognize when you're off track yeah when you can do something better yeah i told my buddy jay roof i told him hey man like don't like like whenever i'm like doing something i'm not like or say something that that you don't agree with it's okay to tell me like or if you know like you you let me know yeah Uh, that's good yeah yes because like i want to be like the Best version of myself you know that what? it can be. I've never thought about saying that. I need to start saying that to my friends. That's a good one, babe. That's a yeah. good one. I need to start telling like, hey, guys, yeah. uh, keep me on check. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, have I thanked used... people for doing that, that have corrected me in some stuff. And I've been like, you know what? Thank you that you said this because it made yeah. me think about this. But I've never actually openly yeah, like, be, see, be, like been that vulnerable that I'm like, hey, guys, put me on check. But yeah, that's because, a good one. Yeah, because sometimes people would want to say something, but they yeah. don't want they, they don't, don't know wanna, if you're cool with yeah, it. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to overstep any boundaries or hurt your feelings. But if you yeah. let them know, hey, this is where I'm at. Like, I'm open to growth. Mm-hmm. Like, feel free. Like, if you see anything, like, let me know because, like, I might not see it. But yeah, and if you see it, if you're not telling me, like then that. you don't really care for me. Yeah. You know? All right, J. Roof, keep them on check for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there's there's been times where I've had to, you know, be straight up with him and, like, share some stuff. Hey, man, like. 
this might work out better this way. And then he's, he's, he shared with me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and opened up my eyes to certain things. So that's good. You know, like you said, you know, relationships yeah. are sharpen each other for sure. Yeah. And necessary. Um, now I like this one, uh, Thessalonians 511. Mm-hmm. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another. Yeah. You know, that, that we, yeah. we talk about sharpening each other. Yeah. Uh, and another one is in Hebrews 1024. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Yeah. Um, so, like, as you can see, Scripture is filled with so many good words yeah. on how I to do that. it right, yeah. how to encourage right. Yeah. Um, so, if you really are a friend or if in a relationship mm-hmm. don't don't be on the negative spectrum of criticism yeah. but always be open to positively criticize yeah um so grounds of criticism basically criticizing love yeah um see speaking the truth in love yeah if there if there's no love behind what you're sharing what you're saying then don't say it at all yeah because now you're putting yourself uh, if you're if you're if you're criticizing without love, you at that point you're just having critics. You're putting critical... yourself in a position where you're about to be judged just as harshly, if not harder. Yeah. I feel like because now you've created anger I, in the other person. Yeah, 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 and they're like they're not going to see that they're doing anything wrong. Right, yeah, you know, and if anything, they're going to put up a wall on what they're doing up, yeah. wrong because of the pride. The pride kicks in. And the hurt kicks in and the bitterness kicks in. So instead, they're just going to come back 10 times harder yeah. judging you in return and really pointing out not just one thing that you, like you pointed out one thing. They're going to start pointing out everything that's wrong with you. Yeah. In Timothy 2, 24, 25, it says, uh, be kind to all, be able to teach, be patient, be patient when wronged uh, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. Yeah. Like. And that's so contrary to like our natural instinct oh, yeah. and how to how to react We're to certain. We're good things. at yeah. being defensive. Yeah, I, at least myself. I'm speaking for myself right yeah, now, but absolutely, I'm good at that. Yeah. So if if you guys, <laughs> that's if, horrible. It, I shouldn't say that, but it's true. Yeah, for sure. I'm just gonna keep it real. Uh, I mean, this is true. Keep it one thousand. <laughs> so yeah, if you would actually look in Corinthians uh, thirteen four through seven, that's a good list to go by. Yeah, like if you're. If you're in a place where you feel it's a type of way about someone, yeah. someone close to you, someone that you're trying to develop a relationship, mm-hmm. um, and how you feel about them and how you express um, that criticism. First of all, don't talk about them behind their back. Yeah. Uh, that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can talk about someone behind their back, let it be good things. Yeah. Uh, but if it's kind, if, in Corinthians it says that love is kind, not jealous. And it doesn't brag. It's not arrogant. Mm-hmm. Does not uh, uh, not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. So if your criticism is not based off those truths, mm-hmm. just hold your tongue. Yeah, don't hard. say nothing at all. And I've been in those positions too, where like, yeah. like I don't have the right spirit, in, like <laughs> more anger, more bitter, and like, yeah, yeah, don't say that. We, I mean, if we're, be, I think I can speak for everybody. If we're being real, that's the hardest thing to do is hold your oh, tongue yeah, when yeah, your yeah. your emotions are telling you wrong. Especially in you know, yeah. marriage. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, because we're so comfortable with each other, yeah. of course. 
Um, but yeah, like it's the hardest thing, but it's not impossible. And yes, you're going to fail at times. I mean, I know I do. I fail. It doesn't mean that I'm not trying to work on that area and I'm not just going to give in and be like, oh, dang, well, just, this is just the way I am. You know, that's ridiculous. You can't be that way either. You got to continue to try to improve. I think it's very important that we're always looking for ways to improve, especially in areas where we realize we have a problem. Like if I realize I have a problem with be getting defensive, then I need to work on that and I need to start focusing like, okay, what can I do to stop being so like getting so defensive when somebody tells me something. Well, when I'm saying somebody, I mean my husband because really he's the only one that really corrects me like that, if I'm being real. You know, so when I get defensive, it's with him mostly. Oh, yeah. With other people, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I always think the best of them. I'll be like, no, I don't think they meant to like that. Even if they really meant to like that, I'll try, try yeah, to. Yeah, and I'll be like, how come you don't act like that? Well, you're friends, <laughs> but with my husband, it's like sometimes I get, get kind of defensive and I'll just be like hurt and I'll be like, that's fine. You know, it's fine that you feel that way. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like, yeah. talk to me as if I'm one of your friends. Yeah, and then, and then it switches <laughs> it up for me. So that, that gives me perspective. So I yeah, guess that's sure. kind of working. But yeah, but so, I definitely something yeah, definitely. I want to work on. So and We're definitely a work in progress. Yeah. And hopefully uh, this podcast has helped you recognize certain things. Yeah. That'll help you on your journey. Well, that's it for today. Uh, anything you'd like to share before we get going? No, that's it. All right, cool. It's a good one. All right. Much love, guys. Take care. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Let love discover. Yeah. Let love discover.